Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. And... This is the OKest Hunter Podcast. Never pass on shooter bucks, because that's just me in the freezer. It's your tag, you hunt how you want. This is OKest Hunter. Twenty twenty four. Happy New Year, everybody! Welcome to the OK Center Podcast. Happy New Year! Happy, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! It's here. I don't know. I sound like Elf right now. I know him. Let's start singing weird songs. I took the hats off the deer in here. I see that. Wasted no time pulling the tree down. Mm-hmm. I was like, the next day, I'm like, get it out, get it out of here. We're done. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to the OKS Hunter Podcast. If you're new here, we appreciate you stopping by. If you're a longtime listener, uh, yeah, welcome back. I don't know what you're doing here. Probably find something better to do with your time. And if you're uh, planning on calling in, we'll we'll be taking calls today. The phone number is 262-757-4122. For anyone that's watching live, our uh, timing is 6-ish Central Standard PM to 7-ish Central Standard PM every Tuesday. Uh, we got some scheduling things coming up You know, over the next, uh, I don't know, couple weeks everyone's traveling and working and doing crazy stuff so be patient and flexible with us as we navigate all that we'll be here for you guys and gals but uh, might just be a little different here and there uh we're brought to you by half rack check out half-rack.com feel free to use code ohp to save some money on your purchase and uh spartan forge our buddies over there in the deer woods and digital way uh, help you e-scout and learn more they just added a feature where you can do Within the same screen, you can have two views open at the same time. You can have the LiDAR and like the leaf on, leaf off or whatever. So that's kind of cool to be able to do that. You don't got to click back and forth. And I think that's a pretty cool feature, like one that seems to be obvious. That like, oh, I'd love it if it did this. And then boom, they do it. So it's pretty sweet. Latitude Outdoors, check those guys out. We obviously had a great 2023 season hunting out of their setups, their sticks, their saddles, their platform, like the whole, the whole nine with those guys. Uh, Greg's even got the knee pads because he's weird like that. <laughs> right away, you had to go to the knee pads. <laughs> yeah, they looked a little worn, didn't they? Yeah, they sure did. Not nearly as worn as Clark's knee pads are. Mine, oh. mine aren't branded. They're just like some weird. I think I got them from. Uh, Yours are the old, They are branded. Well, they something. Say bucket boss on them. <laughs> You're the boss there? of the bucket, yo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like them. The ones I have have Velcro. The ones you have are quiet. They are quiet. You got a little uh, little button or what is it like a? Yeah, it's just a. a a, belt, a buckle with a little button in there. They're they're very quiet. So you got something. Yeah, the latitude ones are better. They are nice. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, use code OHP on everybody that we work with. Uh, stay tuned as everyone. There's a lot of things that happen in January. So some things will be maybe some added, maybe some going away, like growth. Uh, I don't know. It's all expand, contract, whatever you want to call it. But uh, we, we like to work with people we know, like, and trust. And uh, we don't reach for it. Like, if it's not going to fit or make sense, we're probably not going to talk about it or 
or work with a brand. It's gotta it's gotta make sense for all of us here. So um, yeah, we'll just we're working hard behind the scenes on some of that stuff. And uh, today we're here to talk about some controversy. Here we go. Let's just start the new year off by airing out the freaking dirty laundry of the hunting industry. Giddy up. Well, I was, well, we were all away. Um, there's a lot going on. Uh, there's some poaching stuff. There's some weird, I don't even know if I would go so far. I wouldn't call it a grip and grin. I mean, those were certainly accompanying the photo that made its way around the internet, but. Yeah, you know, I mean, there was, there was of, a grip and grin and some not so tasteful <laughs> handling of the comments that were coming in about why would you post that? Mm-hmm. So we'll dive into that later. Yeah, I ruminated on it over break, and I was like, I feel like I want to talk about this, but I'm not going to detract right now. I'll just stew, and then we'll unleash the beast today. We, didn't, over some bourbon. we didn't start this shit. We're gonna- <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't start the fight. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we didn't start this shit. That's what we should have started this episode off as. We didn't start this shit. I don't know if we're going to necessarily even be the ones to finish it either, for that matter. No, but, um, never. This kind of stuff's never finished, not right? Gonna go no, away. never, ever. I posted, um, uh, I don't know, I guess a, a caption of our mission to Instagram. It's on our website, but I don't think everyone knows that we even have a mission or what it is. And I felt like, I feel like this is a good time to post our mission. It's been the same mission for three years or whatever going on. This will be year four of business three and a half because we started June of 2020. So we're going into, I can't do the math. This will be year four or going into year four. Is this the fourth? Fool me once. Can't, can't fool me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were, we were going into the fourth. All right. Anyway, uh, our mission, you know, I think speaks to some of what we're trying to help uh, I'm talking in tongues. No one knows what the hell I'm talking about. Look, there is, we'll start with the poaching one. Someone got in trouble for poaching. Mm-hmm. And I'll add that I don't know that it's come to a conclusion just yet. I think it's a little bit of uh, guilty until proven innocent, which I don't think is great. But I don't have all of the information. I've read quite a bit. And uh, it's a problem. Poaching's a problem. But I think of poaching as like this... Um, I hear the word poaching. I think people hacking off elephant tusks and, you know, crazy, crazy. Like my mind goes That's to that right a, away. On, on a higher and more grandiose level, right? Because yep. it's such a big animal and it's a coveted animal, mm-hmm. you know, and, and valued animal. All animals are valuable in one way, That's shape, or form. Very true when you consider this case, yeah. Yeah, but at the same, we're talking whitetails. Now, one person's definition of poaching next to another's is totally different. I mean... People will go out, we know somebody, we do know somebody mm-hmm. that did this, went out on some land that they claimed to be public and shot a deer mm-hmm. because of its grand stature, how big it was, they got in a whole lot of trouble and a whole lot of investigating was brought down upon them and turned out that they were in a place they shouldn't have been. Yeah, that was the... the... They, they shot it probably during legal shooting hours. Mm-hmm. Don't know, but they they did it in a place they weren't supposed to be. So, method of harvest, arguably legal. Property, not legal to be there. And I think this is going to be the same case with this gentleman from Ohio. Mm-hmm. Probably harvested it, you know, as a legal means of harvest, but 
potentially wasn't supposed to be in this property that he, he harvested the animal on. When it's important, you just got to follow the law. <laughs> right. Like, you don't have permission so, to be there. Don't go there. Be, oh, look at these two same shirts. Fuck. It's not weird at all. It's fine. We're going to have to do a skins so, Is that shirts. why you went backward? Is to differentiate yourself? <laughs> now look at us. <laughs> well, at least you got the long beard. No, but I, no, I, I, I think what, what Greg said is obviously, I know exactly what you're talking about. A lot of people do, but I think it's important to mention, okay, so we're right now kind of referring to this whole situation. If people haven't heard, um, I think the guy was from West Virginia, West Virginia, and traveled to I, uh, Ohio and took a great big giant buck. I think they said something green score was like 206 and change or something. And it's been floating around. You've probably seen it. It's absolutely monster deer. But then it's, after it's a world, it's a world record so contender. If you want, I can I can read you the facts verbatim. Right out yep, of it's out of that. it's out of Newsweek. So just chillax. <laughs> According to the organization, the deer was reported to have had have allegedly be taken by hunter Christopher Alexander. We didn't want to make him famous. Sorry. Um, 28-year-old yeah, of, of, of Wilmington on November 9th. Alexander, who took the deer with a crossbow, claims to have legitimately harvested the buck within his sister's 30-acre property. However, the location of where the buck was killed has now fallen under question. And the investigation was launched by Ohio DNR. It had something to do with the fact that the deer maybe had traversed to very, what, 15 miles inside of an evening. I don't even know if that's important. Look, I can, I've uh, run 10 miles. We're not talking about the same buck. Know? No? No. No, no, I am. No, that's the, that's the Virginia deer. This no, is I'm the, talking about this the is Ohio, Ohio deer. This okay, is, you're yep. talking about the Ohio That's what brought right. it into question because it seemed concerning that it was so far away just the night before. That's how it kind of got red flagged. Okay. I'm, but, I'm fairly but, certain. But they also had... Too something going on with a, a deer in Virginia too. Mm -hmm. That's where, a different one. I haven't heard about this. No, yeah. I don't know what that I don't know what that's all about. But to, so the the thing is though like if I'm googling Wisconsin DNR poaching laws regulations or no, it won't be regulations. <laughs> <laughs> if you're poaching you're not reading the regulations. Let me tell you. What the regulations Let me tell you. Make sure you have your Let light. me check the poaching regulations real quick. <laughs> but it was like you know, I, I, this isn't indicative of that, but it, it could be the case that poaching, you could be classified as poaching if you take a, a photo of the animal with the animal before the tag is on the antler or before it's, you know, registered and things of that nature. And there's a spectrum here, I believe. There's trespassing, there's how you got it, daylight, evening, so forth. There's a, like within shooting limits, there's a lot of things that I think would count towards poaching but the the point i want to make is as a hunter you you know damn well if you're poaching or not you know damn well if you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing you know you're trespassing you know you're trespassing and you and if you if you don't you should that's ridiculous especially in today's day and age we all have some sort of spartan forge on x hunt wise what like deer stand i don't know there's a, there's hunt, hunt stand, stand. there's a lot called? of different apps that you can get that have you know mapping you know where you are you know, you know where the general you know what the shooting are. limit you know what the shooting hours are you know what you should be shooting based on what the season is there's like very little excuse that you should have as a deer hunter like it's your job and responsibility to know what the rules and regulations are not the poaching ones to 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 hunt within the means of the law so you can maintain so you can have the ability to go do this thing so you know some people like 
will fully crucify someone that's poached. It's like, I don't know. And that's We've seen it that's, happen. That's where it's the, you know, like you said, the spectrum of like poaching. In my eyes, it, you know, it's it it's 100% cut and dry. You should know the rules. You yes. should know the regulations for where you're hunting. But I really do feel like if a guy makes a mistake and takes a photo of a deer that he harvested legally and say the tag is not on it and he takes a photo, in my eyes, that is much lower on the spectrum than a person who shot five minutes after legal closing light or a person who was across the boundary knowingly 20 yards. Like poaching is poaching, but really, as Eric mentioned, it, it feels like there's a spectrum of like knowingly doing something. The crime should matter. The punishment should matter. Give yourself advantage yeah. versus like, shit, I didn't even know that. Like, and it's your responsibility to know. I'm not saying it's good. But like the poaching term is is really a tough one, right? Like, yeah, it sounds like I don't know. Like in the in the broadest sense, when I hear poaching, I go back to the elephant thing. I go back to like doing the worst possible thing you can do as a hunter. Poaching has like the worst connotation. You've done some illegal shit. You harvested a deer outside of legal shooting. I was like, you see all these videos now. Like, there's a I forget what warden social media channel is putting out a shit ton of viral content of them with the uh, decoy deers, the remote deers, the oh, robot yeah. deers. That's been a thing for years now. But now it's like becoming mainstream social media where they're literally trying to like really put this stuff out. And so like I'll swipe through a social media, you know, trying to get inspiration or look at whatever I'm doing. And boom, it's almost always one of those videos will pop up in my feed of like, go, 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 we got them. You know, there's entrapment that are really trying to trip people into making a bad choice. The ones that would make the bad choice are going to. It's like... Anybody that knows what they're doing isn't going to do. They're shooting from the road. You can't do that. Like we, we as hunter know, know these things like, but I don't know what it is. So then this bleeds into the next kind of segue here is. And, and more, I talked about the mission earlier on, like we, our antler is six inches. You know, our logo is tiny. Like, what is this thing? You know, this isn't even the right one. The other one's on the ground, but it stemmed from a tiny little yeah. spike antler, you know, um, it's, it's not because we're promoting shooting spikes. It's because we're trying to do something different and have a little bit of a counterculture, like uh, differentiator and contrast against everything else that the industry stands for. Right. It's, I like the idea of hunt how you want to hunt, but yep. there's a certain line in the sand you got to draw about hunting how you want to hunt. You I'm just saying, like, because everyone's after big antlers trophy class deer big antlers make you stupid but a lot of us are like it's not bad but it's bad when that becomes the only thing you care about to the tune of you're willing to make a bad ethical decision poach and do some shit for attention just so you can get that animal and that therein lies the the reason i think why we're trying to be a counter culture brand to some degree because it needs to be more about it needs to be about more than just the inches. Like, yes, if that's what you're after and that's your stage of where you're at in the hunter's journey, fantastic. Go pursue that. But do it within the confines of the law. Do it for yourself. Don't do it for something else. It's the ones that are out there chasing the likes, so to speak, that I have a problem with. They're the ones making I, terrible choices. And on that same line that you just talked about and how antlers thrown in the mix all of a sudden change things and rick in the comments uh rick the peasant here said might be the scrutiny that comes with any monster buck it's you know it's oh, it's the antler thing definitely. it's like after gun season i saw a number of people posting photos of like public parking areas where someone threw out like two does with the back straps cut out and they're shot and they're laying there 
Wow. Like that is that's poaching to like the worst and like that's horrible in my eyes. Yeah. But because they didn't have antlers, like there's no like it's there's people no just kind of scroll right by. Yeah. But because this buck is world class, like don't get me wrong, like it's it there's a difference, but really life is a life. Like that's that's messed up. Like I don't Yeah, I that deer sheds its antlers it. come March or you know, February, whatever. Like it looks like all the other damn deer in the field. There's no difference at that point. And yeah, I pose this, this arbitrary question. That's not anything that could ever be remotely possible. It's not a it's not a question rooted in reality because it's a false it's a false paradigm of like, well, if deer had no antlers at all, would hunting still be what it is? It would not. I think you'd have the people that want to hunt for the for the hunt and the experience and nature and the meat would all be there, and then it would eradicate and you know jettison a bunch of other folks that are doing it for the wrong reasons, and there wouldn't be nearly as much money in it. There just wouldn't be. It's not as sexy. The like money, these deer in the wall. The money would be gone. Know? The money would be gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm not opposed to, like, some people get really into. Um, I hate that the hunting industry has money in it. That's going to happen. Like, there's you're not going to get around that. People are solving problems, coming up with solutions, and therefore there's commerce happening and all that stuff. I don't, I don't think that's inherently bad, but there some brands start to cross weird lines. They see follower counts from huntress type influencers and say, can you hold my product wearing that bikini? And, you know, it's like the right, the demographic is all male (laughs) looking at that stuff and, oh, they're holding that product. But the people that know better know that that's some bullshit because that broad is, and I say broad intentionally here for what I'm talking about. Holding a bow upside down. No disrespect to women, but you're holding a bow upside down or some shit like that. It's like, we're not doing the industry any favors here if we're, if we're treating it this way to chase these numbers and these dollars. Like, so authenticity is so important, you know, in the influencer creator world like and brand and even the brands they do things that are authentically human and hunting and there's always me someone trying to take a shortcut someone that wants to get the ferrari tomorrow they're gonna go to vegas rent it and take a picture in front of it and say look at i can help you get this car because i made all these buku billions of dollars and it's a bunch of bullshit it's just smoke and mirrors they're selling some course you have the same thing in the hunting industry look at all these big bucks i shot well they're all poached you know like not real or whatever, or I want to, I want to get ripped quick. Let's go take some steroids. It's just a human. I've been reading so much about human nature. There's just this thing that the thread that goes through all the stuff. And unfortunately it touches hunting. Of course it does. Cause it touches everything. It touches everything. The thing with hunting though, is that like you said, Derek, you're taking a life and there's an ethical boundary there. That's crossed. That's not crossed in weightlifting in cars. Car is a car. Weights are weights. You pick them up and put them down. A deer is a life that should be respected. And it's, uh, I get pretty you can tell I might be a little fired up here. I get pretty pissed seeing that shit. It's freaking disgusting. And and what's worse is that the onlookers are everyone's like, oh, the anti-hunters are gonna see this gives a shit about them. They're they're already anti. They're not you're not gonna convert those people. You're gonna make them more steadfast on what they believe. But you're the majority of the entire population are just non-hunters. I mean, there's a small population of hunters, there's a small population of anti, and then there's the middle, which is everybody else. Regardless, it's still not helping our cause. Well, you're gonna, those are the people you're going to convert into antis when they see disgusting shit on the internet, which is, brings me to the next thing, which is like the, let me have a caller. Maybe I'll, let's bring in the caller before I move on. I'm, I'm getting way too fired up too fast here. Someone's going <laughs> to slow me down. Okay, who do we got? Uh, oh, it's Noah. <laughs> Hey, Noah, you're live. Brave Soul calling into this fired up episode. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, geez, choose a spicier topic for your first episode of the year. <laughs> Just coming out <laughs> swinging. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me two weeks off or three weeks off or whatever it is. 
I get all pent it's up. It's provocative. It gets the right? people going. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's well rested and ready to roll. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, I actually have something kind of related with this poaching topic. I actually had uh, DNR Parks called on me. Oh, what'd you uh, do? Not too long ago. Yeah, uh, it was after gun season. I went out with the warmer temps to do some bow hunting on a piece of semi-public, I guess you'd call it. Dane County, they do this thing where some of their parks, they open up for a uh, permit only. Yep, yep. They have that some of the other apply too. through. Yeah, you have to apply through the county to get a permit. And I got one for this area. And I there's a nice little corner secluded from all the all the paths and everything going on. And I've seen plenty of deer. That's why I missed those couple of deer earlier in the season. So I get up there. Uh, as I'm still setting up, I see a guy kind of coming across the field all in blaze orange. So I kind of stop. I'm like, oh, crap, what's going on here? He comes up to me, and he's like, oh, I'm the private landowner, like right on that boundary right there. Uh, you're too close to our property line. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm off the property line. I'm on public. Here's the app showing it. And he's like, oh, no, you have to be 100 yards. That might, that is like, the case. That's in, that, BS. So I look up. Sometimes that is true. And yeah, I look, well, it, yeah, well, I look up I the rules and it's 100 feet. And yeah, well, the boundary line. So I'm like, okay, I'll move, and I move. Well, the guy still calls the DNR on me. I should say Dane County Parks, and I get a call the next morning from a warden. And he's like, yeah, these guys have a lot of problems with trespassers on their property, so that we get tons of calls from them. Sounds, so it's yeah, you're... like I get it, but it's like, come on. It's hard because a bad. So when I I was out hunting public property this past season, and uh, I was take I was accessing through through water waterway, my kayak, and a guy came up to me. He drove. He just was in the middle of the road. There's headlights on me. I'm like, uh, okay, I was getting kind of weird. Am I getting murdered here? What's going What's going on? Because it's dark. I can't tell. I'm out now. And uh, he pulls up next. And he's like, which side of this uh, bridge were you on? Where are you coming from? And he's got a pretty aggressive assertive tone. And I was like, well, this side over here, this public back that way that I was hunting goes, oh, okay, well, that's good because I'm, I own a bunch on the other side here, depending on how far you go and in which direction you head. Like I own a hundred acres and I have a huge problem with trespassers. And so I'm out here looking to make sure no one's uh, out trespassing. So I, you know, I pulled up the app. I showed him where I was at and I gave him full confidence. I was where I said I was. And, you know, so I'm like, well, we represent a brand. I can't, I heaven forbid, I, I'd never get caught doing something wrong. We'd, it killed uh, something I've worked really hard to build. Like I would never I have my own ethical reasons. I have these all, all these other reasons too. And end up chatting with the guy for a while. But it's like once a person experiences that from these these bad actors, these bad eggs, they're just they're just uh, jaded from it. It really irks them. So then they're on high alert. So I suspect that guy that you yeah, encountered probably was too. And it's like, well, you can't blame the guy, but also like he doesn't know you're a good one or a bad one. It's hard to tell, and it's unfortunate that the bad ones yeah, mess it up for the rest it. of us. And I was. And I was trying to talk with them too, because you guys, like I've talked to you guys before, I own land. I 100% mm -hmm. understand, which is why I made sure I wasn't bordered up against the public. But I'm trying to talk to this guy, like, yeah, I might be a little close, but I'm not shooting your property line. I have let deer walk that are behind me on the property line. I'm shooting out into this field, fair game. 
solidly on public, so they would also run onto public, not run onto your property. Yeah, hopefully. But like, so Nathan Hyde just commented and, and said, you can be as close as you want to the property line. You just cannot fire a weapon to too close to dwelling property. That's likely true in most cases. However, in some of these special instances on like public parks, there are yeah, uh, it's, a, a separate set of additional rules. Yeah, 100 yards like, from a dwelling yeah. and, and things like that. I've had to deal with that in certain areas I've hunted too. Some of the some of the public I hunt that's private access or public access to private property through um, lotteries or whatever you want to call them. Uh, they have they have earn a buck on some of the properties. And it's like you got to follow their rules. It's their rules. Right. It's like yeah, you, you got to take a doe before you can kill a buck. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you got to earn it. Why would you shoot that thing? Well, yeah, I feel I like shoot I'm this trying to first. follow these rules. It's just, yeah, it was kind of buried though. It's in the, it's like no shooting a hundred feet from the buildings, trails, and all that. And I kind of stopped reading. And at the very end of that, in like fine letters, it's like, oh, also private property lines. Well, chalk it up to as well, a, a lesson learned. You know, now you know where yeah, you, now, no, you now, just, now you know where you can't be. And the. the yeah, but what really kind of ticked me off was when I got the call and I'm asking him and I'm explaining where I was and he was like, oh, well, they made it sound like you were a lot farther south on their property. Yeah, of course they did. Yeah. They had to back up the reason why they were calling for <laughs> like, time that month. Yeah. I'm like, no, that's not what's going well, on. At that point, you almost want to have your tracker turned on on Spartan Forge to show, like, here's the proof. This is where I went. You can see it. Here's the real Yeah, but if you've, got question, yeah. if you've got questionable cell service... It it's not a hundred percent accurate. Sure, something it's better than nothing. Maybe right. if you're trying to be defensible. Yeah. But no, it's a interesting. Uh, it's an interesting point because that could that could have then been chalked up to poaching. You know, next thing you know, you got a re- world record buck, and it's like, well, no, you might have poached. And you're like, well, wait a second. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't think I did. <laughs> you know, and, and next thing you know, you're getting you know death threats on your on your house and crazy shits going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, man, that's a that's a tough line to yeah. walk. And I've 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 seen it, you know. Like, I'm I've always been the you know the public land guy. And when I had moved up to Pesciago for my first year, a guy that I met up there, a local guy, had told me about a piece of public. He's like, no one hunts there. You should go check it out. And I was a little bit skeptical right away because I was like, public and no one hunts. There's got to be some catch to this. So I saw it on the map, and it was two forties, and they were kitty corner. So there was like a corner crossing thing. <clears throat> So I wanted to do my due diligence and make sure I was legal beagle. And I did some digging and I ended up talking to the municipality that owned it. And they said they had public easement from one to the other so you can access it. So I accessed it to, to hunt one time and I ran into the property owner and he owns the land all around it. And he gave me the you're trespassing thing. And I said, well, actually, I know there's an easement. And he's like, oh, you actually know that? And I said, yeah, I, you know, I can show you the email. And so then we talked a little bit <laughs> um, and he was OK. But, you know, he was protecting it like it's his land. It's landlocked by him. So, like, I, I get it. But then uh, I had brought a buddy of mine hunting there once. And then my buddy went back like a week after I took him there. And he got lost on his way out, walking the southern edge of the property toward the corner crossing. And he went on to the guy's property as he was walking out in the dark and left boot prints. And then there was a sheriff waiting for him when he when he got back to his car because the landowner knew he was there. One place to park and uh, went and checked and he got a trespassing ticket. So I, I totally understand where the guy was coming from. 
That would suck to get lost. I get yeah. turned around a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that would that would suck. Oh no. In the dark, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. like swampy, it's Clueless. nasty, so like <sighs> Mhm. Wild. Those are those are things that that falls within the spectrum though of like what you just have to be really diligent, be very careful in those types of situations, and you got to really know your shit. Yeah, it doesn't matter how innocent it is. I mean, clearly it was an accident; it wasn't done intentionally. But you know, you're going to get made a right as right or wrong. But they got to drop. Yep, they got to draw a line. You know, right? Yeah, the yeah, because so this is um, it falls under. This is like a weird. I did a job interview a long, long, long time ago. When I was in college uh, for a cell phone company, and I remember the the manager was like. Let me ask you a question, Eric. Here's a situation. Customer A walks in. They want to return this thing, this phone or whatever, um, you know, for this reason. Before you answer that, you know, let's just say that the next person that walks in has a similar situation, but like they're on day 31 of day 30 of the return policy and they can't do it. But you just granted it to the first person that was on day 31 or what have you. Like, are you going to say no or yes? And he's basically setting up in such a way that, like, well, if you grant it for the first person, then you got to grant grant it for the second person. But you you broke the policy, so are you going to bend it or not bend it, kind of thing? And you have to pick what you're going to do. You have to because now you have to honor because you just did it for the first person. He's trying to make a point of like you need to follow the rules that we mm-hmm. have because if you don't, then where does it end? Now you got to honor it for the next person and so forth. Like if this dude didn't give that guy trespassing, then. Then, you know, he's going to let it slip or let it slide. Next thing you know, everyone's walking all over him, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. But then sometimes you take it to the extreme, like with, uh, I don't know if you guys followed that lawsuit out in, uh, I was out west somewhere. I think it was Colorado. Wyoming. With the uh, the corner crossing. crossing. Wyoming, yeah. Yep. I, I mean, I, I think they won. They ended up winning, didn't they? I don't know. I think I think there's still things going on with it. But well, I think there was one because one guy got caught on a trail cam off that corner. There but, was a thing that BHA was know, trying to fight locally here in Wisconsin a couple of years back where technically was, you can't cross a railroad track because the railroads are private. You can't walk railroad tracks. You can't hunt off railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. You can't use them for access, but people do all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, they used to be legal to do that. Yep. And there's a liability. Like 15 years ago, yeah. it was legal to do that, and then it changed to access public property. And these are all the little nuanced things. <laughs> like, And uh, they also, Wisconsin made a change in what I would consider you know, positive for the public when we have our like managed forest law and managed crop law lands mm-hmm. where pub- private lands can get enrolled and they get a tax break, it's a pretty considerable tax break. Yep. Um, if they enroll in an open enrollment or they can do a closed, which means it's not open to the public, but they had a whole bunch of people who are taking advantage of the tax benefits and not, and not against them. Like they, yeah. But there was no public easement to use the property that was now open to public, which was part of the tax break. So a couple of years ago, I want to say like eight to 10 years ago, Wisconsin changed it that if you couldn't provide some sort of easement into your property, you lose it, it couldn't be enrolled in open MFL because no one could access it legally, right. which is a good step in my eyes. Like, yeah, Oh, yeah. My my property is actually MFL as well. So I looked heavily into that. And it is yeah. quite a considerable tax break, even closed. We closed it. It was open our first year we had it. And it was 40 acres. I think we paid 30 cents that year. 
in Texas. Wow. 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 Yeah, there's a there's a big journal sentinel write up years ago. A journalist exposed and blew that story up, and that's when the DNR deployed uh, some mapping tools that they'd never deployed before to help illuminate where that could be, and it became a huge thing. Um, there's also voluntary public access, which is a similar program, but you don't have to. Uh, you have to let in NFL. It's my understanding you have to let the landowner know you're going to be there or ask. Um, even though it's accessible, they have to have some awareness yeah. of it. Versus VPA, it's just free reign. You can just go. They've said, I don't want to get bothered, and you can just, they can just go. Um, and they're marked differently. Real interesting programs here in the state of Wisconsin. But, uh, yeah, dude, thanks thanks for the call, Noah. It was cool, good to hear uh, another kind of scenario and how it played out. Yeah, yeah, no problem, guys. Yeah, Happy New Year, bud. Thanks for, for adding some piss and vinegar to our Yeah, episode. Happy New Year. <laughs> See you, buddy. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Jake and the giant peach commented and said, not defending the Ohio guy, but I read it was a written permission issue. Uh, could be he took the landowner's word, but now that they got a big buck, the guy was pissed or something like that. Um, I think I read something similar. Again, I don't know. It's a lot of this is hearsay. I don't know where these stories are fully coming from, how credited or credible they actually are. Um, but I had access to private property and it just so happened to be written because it was through a text message, but I would have just as soon taken the guy's word that I could hunt it on a phone call. So like, do you need to have written permission? I think a lot of the things now now you might, you might want to really, if you don't, you might want to go get it (laughs) just in case someone says, Oh, you know what? You, you shouldn't have flirted with my sister. Now you're in trouble. (laughs) I don't know. Make something up, right? You drank the wrong kind of beer. Now you're in trouble. You know, I don't like the way you broke that twig. Now you're in trouble. Pick your thing. I don't know. Sorry, Derek, I cut you off. No, I don't. I mean, it could be an it could be a rule or something. You know, in Ohio, where if you're hunting on property owned by someone other than yourself, you need written permission. But I kept reading. It seemed like no matter what the source was, they kept saying something about did not have written permission. Even if it was his sister's, maybe he was supposed to have some sort of signed stuff. Yeah, and Jake in the Giant Peach just said, in Ohio, yes, you have to have written permission to an order to hunt Seems it. like a technicality, one that I'm be sorry, overlooked. if it's his sister's property and she said, go hunt it, oh, man, that hurts. That's <laughs> that next hurts. to kid. Well, but then, like, how does that function then? Because if she's like, no, I'm good with it, and she's not, so, so, so to speak, like, pressing charges or something... Then is it is the law of needing that written proof still supersede the scenario? Because like obviously his sister wouldn't want him to get indicted for this. Like what's the Yeah, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know. And and this is what I mean. Like, so then what? We're gonna call the guy witch and poacher and you know, get out the pitchforks and bury him for the rest of his hunting career or lack thereof now. Um that, or that's already, yeah. That's that's what sucks is that's already been done, right? Like yeah, the damage, the damage is, done. is done. Whether they decide it's okay or not okay, like everyone has already said this buck is poached. Like it's already in their brain. The damage is done. His name has been defaced. Like it's it's terrible. Yeah. I mean, they have the DNR has already taken, you know, confiscated and it got sold too. So like, that's super. No, I don't, I don't know if it's sold yet. It was sold. Then it got confiscated from the collector. It was sold for yeah. like fifty grand to a collector. Was it 30? I thought it was 50. See here. I mean, there's all sorts of numbers flying around. Exactly. I'm talking about still a big chunk of change something to put 30 30k in my pocket let's don't talk about the incentivization of like no one's going to give me 30k for a spike buck <laughs> unless it's freaking unicorn like I, 
that that's kind of what I meant earlier. Like you don't have these kind of, pro- and, and it might not even be something that's ever even punishable or like not punishable, but everything, nothing that's ever like, nothing ever gets brought to the surface if someone does this with a spike, because it doesn't ha- carry that gravitas of like, ooh, it's a world world record or giant buck, because then what happens? Everyone's like, well, now you ruin my chances. I could have got that deer, you know, or I don't know. Yeah. It's really, it's just a really fickle kind of matter. I don't. It bothers me on all on all sides of it. It just bothers me that like you could get away with it with a little deer, but not a big deer. I guess that's what bothers me. It's a principal thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like where, where are the ethics? Where's so the, where's the, 30, the morality? The thirty grand number you threw out was the fine. Hmm. From ODNR. The fine? Yep, that's the fine. For not written permission? For the illegal harvest of a trophy buck. So what if it was the illegal harvest of a spike buck? Would it be still 30 grand? Like, hey, you should yeah, do that. I was that. following. Like, are you guys familiar with Gary Reisman? He's from Wisconsin here. He's big into collecting and all that kind of stuff. He's the one that I got that number from, and he had a pretty good inside line. I have no idea whether it's legit, but that's where I got the 30000 Somebody paid him. They had acquired the rack, and then within five days of acquiring it, it was confiscated by Ohio DNR is what he had said. That guy's pissed. That collector's like, damn it! <laughs> yeah, how bad is that? Story? Like, I mean, he, this dude, this dude, whatever his name is, I'm not going to say because I don't care. Like, I'm not, like Greg said, I'm not trying to make that famous, but like, and, and to J- Jake uh, and the Giant Peach just said, you know, and this guy, I mean, it could be the guy's a total piece of crap. Like, who? I don't know. Like, I don't know the guy personally. I'm sure if you know him closely, you probably know very intimately what's happened here and, and you may be for or against it or what have you. And it's, it's probably complicated then at that point. But he was on the Hunter podcast immediately, immediately. And I will say, as the host of this podcast, as the primary host that's been doing this for a decade, I do, I personally make a point to not pick things up right away. Because I don't know how it's going to play out because we're not after the attention. I'm telling you guys, we're after a good time, by and large. Sure, whatever this session is, this grind my gear session. But like, by and large, this is a fun thing for us. I don't give a shit what happens tomorrow. That'd be like, Eric, you need to get the guy on the podcast tomorrow. Like, there's a lot of people we have not had on the podcast that could have been lucrative from a number standpoint to cover that topic or talk to that person. I'm not interested. If it, if it happens to work out at some point and it makes sense, great. But I am not chasing it down for that reason. So the fact that he was on Hunter like immediately and had all this clout around the world record thing, like people are trying to make it's like the weatherman that's trying to report on the snowstorm that has yet to come that may not come to fruition because they want to be the first to bring it to the market, to get the attention, to get the views, to get the traffic. And that's what's happening here. And that's what's happening around mostly big deer because that's sexy. And it's just I have a I feel like I have a problem with it. Like I'm not. I don't know. And I also like don't like seeing people get kicked while they're down. Like you don't do someone when they're on the deck. This guy's down. Like just let up for a second and see how this shakes out. I don't like seeing people get ganged up on. So from a human perspective, this dude's a human before he, before and or after he's a hunter. So from a hunting standpoint, I'll never have this dude on the podcast. Probably like it's not going to happen. But as a human being, hey, man, sorry that's happening to you. That probably sucks. You probably fucked up and now you regret it or maybe made a mistake. That's really terrible. If It's the latter. But Dude's still a human being. Maybe he's got kids. Maybe he's got a he's got a mom. He's got a dad. He's got to live in this world. But like, probably done in the hunting circles. No, these guys. If he's the type that has no remorse, he's not remorse. He's not done in the hunting circles by any means. We know people like that. Mm-hmm. We should do it all with big squirrels. 
<laughs> Rabbit homesteading. I love that name. <laughs> been on the been in the comment section before. We got another caller. Who do we got? Let's see here. Oh, we got Rick the, the Rick pe- the peasant. The peasant. Hey, Rick, you're live on the show. Hi, how are you guys doing? Good, Rick. Nice how are you? Beard, Derek. Good. How you doing, Rick? Nice beard, Derek. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I'm fine. I, I, you want to distinguish between what jealousy and envy is? Yes. And I do view jealousy kind of as a negative emotion, but it's that's more of a motivational thing. But when there's envy, you know, people want to destroy what the other person's good fortune was in this case. So I'm, I'm whenever I, whenever I hear a lot of envious talk, like this guy is a you know, a poacher and whatever. I always take a few steps back as I, was he really? Mm-hmm. That's fair. Maybe he was, I, you know, I don't know. Right. But until he pleads guilty in a court of law, I'm taking a few steps back because I know in the hunting world, there's a lot of envy. There's a ton of it. So, I mean, you you got me riled up too now. <laughs> when I was here in the ranch, I had to hold the phone away from my ear. <laughs> But it is important to take a step back. But I that's, get a, it. that's great advice because we, I don't think all the facts are in. That's why we're talking very, you know, loosely about all this and weighing in on potential outcomes and, um, you know, to look at the human perspective. I, I, it's my belief that in some cases, look, a big bucks can get anybody damn near excited, but there's certain people where it trips a different trigger. I believe that they're going, ooh, I can get a lot of money for this or I can get a lot of fame for this or I can get a huge grip and grin all. This is my chance to go big on social media. And I, I was just looking at a bunch of uh, the Waddell clips from from that interview two years ago. And at some point in that in that interview with Waddell, um, he had said Michael Waddell had said, "Killing a big buck isn't going to make you new friends or make you famous or any of that stuff. Like it's all going to be a flash in the pan. Like if that's why you're doing it, you're going to be severely depressed very soon, because those things are not going to come to fruition over time." And I thought that was a really good remark, and it's interesting just how relevant that still is, and still will be in the next ten years, probably. Like I don't think this stuff's going to go away, and we're not going to change this narrative. <laughs> like it is what it is. I agree. Yeah, but I think it's great that Rick brought that up, and the the envy versus jealousy thing, and that, man, all I could think about while we started talking about this potential world record one was like how we still, and we've talked about it this year on the podcast, like the Rampola buck, like. The reason that deer has lived this long and is still the topic of so many podcasts is because of envy. Right. Like everybody wants to hate it because it's, you know, like, and there, that one's interesting because there's so many weird things that happen with the story, but like everyone wants to doubt when somebody else accomplishes something amazing. Like it's human nature. Everybody wants to criticize and tear it down. That's not real. No way. No. No, 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 no. He didn't actually do it. It's illegal. He probably cheated. It's like, Part of it's because it's such a damn challenge, you know. How, how many deer like that are even are on hoof in this in this country? You know, if you're Lee Ellis, all of them. <laughs> yeah. Scrutiny if you shoot a spike, and scrutiny if you shoot a booner. Oh yeah, yeah that's just it. So that's yeah. what's funny, Rick, because a lot of people perceive our brand to be an anti big deer. That's not the case. We're just trying to make a, we're trying to just stand out a little bit here because every other logo that you see in the hunting world's got huge drop tine racks and beautiful, you know. Uh, antlers and all this stuff and we got this little dinky thing um it's just to be a little bit different and get the attention to stop and think like there's more to it than that but i don't tell i was saying i was going somewhere with that remark uh no but yeah if you're if you get a big one you're getting shit on if you get a little one you're getting shit on. like what's the happy medium 
Was it the 120 or just good? No, because that's a that's probably a little less than 120, and I get shit for that uh, one all the time. Why would you shoot that thing? Hey, imagine what that buck would have been like next year. You know. There you go. Like a <laughs> nice buck next year. <laughs> yeah, well, if I real good too many year, years, <laughs> then then I shouldn't have shot it. Shooting you know? tomorrow's trophies today. The older they get, the worse they taste. Uh, like, come on, there's just no end to what someone can say. It's almost like when you're naming a kid or a pet. Probably a kid, not a pet. Everyone's like, oh, I don't want to pick that name because they could say, you know, Peter, Peter, something pumpkin eater. Or I don't pick that name because that sounds like they can make fun. Like you're thinking of all you're, you're on the defense before you even bring this child into the world because someone's going to have some way to make fun of them based on their name. Like I remember being on the bus and getting picked on for people call me Erica. Oh, real clever. Boy Dick. named Sue. Yeah. Stuff like that. So it's like you're you're almost like on the defense well before you even get anywhere with a, a deer because you know you're going to get attacked. So people do say it's not the biggest buck, but, you know, I shot him anyways. I hate that saying, by the way. But I know why people do it. That's why I hate it. I hate it because of the fact that people are going to piss on someone and piss on their Cheerios. <sighs> I just want to solve all the problems here, guys. <laughs> You're going to open up the other can of worms or what? Yeah. We're Rick, good. Thanks we're good. for calling in, man. We're going to keep her moving. Okay. <laughs> we appreciate it, buddy. You guys. Have a Cheers. Good one, Cheers. Yep. Okay. He seems like the nicest guy. Rick's awesome. I feel like he could be friends with my dad. Well, it's good to have that perspective. Squirrel garage study. <laughs> What was it, squirrel garage setting? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Um, shit in their Easter basket. Nice. <laughs> the other one, the other one, we kind of mentioned it. We graze across it. But there is an image circulating the internet uh, or the social media feeds. And this is like right around the same time. That's why I like it was like bing, bang, boom. And I was like, whoa, jeez. Yeah. What the hell's I mean, going on around here, you know? Because um, we're kind of in it. You know, we're kind of in the space. We're kind of here. So right. we see stuff. And it's kind of like I wanted to have a, a, a voice about this stuff. And it was a deer that had an arrow sticking out of either side of it. Two arrows in it. Yeah. An arrow on either side. So yep. two arrows, one on one side, one on the other. And there's a lot to be talked about there. Like shit happens in the deer woods. And maybe that's happened to other people. The fact that the dude got a follow up shot, was able to put the thing down. It did die. Good. Good, good that that happened. That's Although a good the outcome. picture, the problem is the, the picture, picture. The picture doesn't depict that it went down right away. Like it it's didn't. Standing, there it are didn't, two arrows in it. Yeah, it and not a lot of penetration, and there's a lot of, you know, heckling about that. Yeah, and I'm you know. and I'm not here to talk about that. No, like, we're not. You could, but at the end of the day, that picture probably shouldn't have made its way onto the internet. I don't think and, so. And and two different times, one on one platform, or like one person's page, and then on a brand page. That has a significant following. And I see both sides of it. I really do. I really see that, like, you know, I talked about authenticity two minutes ago. Yeah. And how, like, you know, we should show the authentic things that happen. We, well, our brand represents failure. Talk about failure. And, you that, know? and that picture like, represents, you know, a struggle. And a learning. And, yep. and a learning, learning. But that wasn't commented. That wasn't relayed at all in the commentary from the hunter that, that shot this deer. Mm-hmm. There was no remorse, no If you see nothing. that picture without context, especially as a non-hunter, which is by and large, and mo most of the people that would see this there have the ability to see it on the open, the world wide web, the internet. You're converting more people into non-hunters that are into anti-hunters, which were already outnumbered at the polls. You're just doing a disservice. It's just a distasteful photo. When I, when I got the first year I ever got, which is a spike buck, um, the rack's over there. 
it was with my dad. I got a, it was a shotgun, uh, 12 gauge slug to the neck, 15 feet on the ground. I was on the ground. I shot it within 15 feet. Thing barreled over, died right there. It's quick. My dad came over and he wanted to do a grip and grow. It was my first one ever with a buck. And at this point, I don't give a shit what kind of buck it was. It was a buck. And I was jacked about it. And a uh, young 20 something year olds, my first time ever killing a damn deer. And, uh, my dad like took the time to clean the blood off of its face and prop it up nice. And we didn't gut it yet because that would look ugly. And like my dad put the tongue back in the mouth and he went through all these things to make it a presentable photo. And that was not like, that was well before social media had the wherewithal it has now where it has the means to go viral and basically anything you freaking post could be a viral sensation. Listen out to my hundred Facebook friends or something. I was a young dude. Sure. Um, and most of that picture was for me. And, and just to think about like, that was the first experience I had with a grip and grin was to pay respect, clean it up, present the animal. Well, it's like, if you put someone in a casket, you don't want to put someone in a casket that that's got their head blown off. You wouldn't, that'd be a closed casket funeral. I, Eric, you're, you're, I love that. Uh, it's maybe just really finicky wordplay, but like you first said, he made it presentable. And then like you said it in a different way at the end there, but like, I don't definitely don't think he did it for it to be presentable. He did it out of the respect. Correct. Part, right. Like, That's what I mean. He was trying to, yes. like, nowadays we would think about making it, but like your dad did that just for the respect of the animal. He was saying like, clean, clean him up, clean him up, make him, make him like you he were, looks. Yeah. 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 That's correct. And that's, I think that's where we all got a little bit ruffled is like from that photo that was floating around. I know Greg sent it to me and man, as a hunter, I've made bad shots. We've all done it. But you feel sick when you do it. Why would you post that sick feeling? But I would, and it's different. I'm sure a cameraman was filming, so they had it. But like my, what is the first thing that comes to mind when you make a bad hit on an animal? Like my number one thing is I go frantic into like, how can I end this suffering? How can I end the suffering? I feel so bad. And like the idea of, I don't know. You know, I, uh, it was really hard to look at. Very hard to look at that picture for me. I, I hated it. So so what I'm saying, and, and the reason for that post, and I'll say like, look, as a deer hunter with context, powerful image. Certainly. What a warrior of an animal. Like, yeah, you know, it reminds me of the bison in all the Indian movies and the Western movies. Like, they got mm-hmm. tons of arrows sticking out of them, and they're just still going because they're just that tough. You know, those Indians didn't have the modern technology we have today. None, nonetheless, like, it reminded me of that type of photo where it had that kind of grit to it. But I don't want to see that shit, man. Like, I, I wouldn't want to see that shit if I'm the one shooting because I don't want to take a shot like that if I can help it. And if it happens, so be it. Then you, like I said, you want to get a follow-up shot. You want to, you want to end the suffering as fast as humanly possible. But like, the reason that image was posted is because it would garner attention. Hundred percent. Because they knew, ooh, this has never been posted before. I'm going to post it, and it's going to get a shit ton of reach, shit ton of engagement, shit ton of controversy. It's going to create a feedback loop with the algorithm because of the controversy, and it's going to get served up even more and more and more. And the more and more and more it gets served up, the the higher the likelihood that it's going to persuade people that don't have a clue about hunting to be like, whoa, that's disgusting. I now hate hunters. Like my wife is married to a hunter. And if she saw that picture, she'd be like, why do you hunt? Is this what you do? She doesn't even fully understand what goes on in the deer woods. Like it has the power to convert people to the wrong team. 
Right. And all for the sake of attention. That's right. It's like it's attention, attention. It's ego. It's ethics. It's morality. Things like this are corrupt when you consider people that are just dying to get that attention or get that big buck. Like, there's got to be something that we can do in this space to like. Well, and the big brands, these big brands that do this stuff. I mean, a lot of people are looking at that brand, going, "That should be a good brand." They mean mean good, right? They mean yep. good. They they yep. want to do good things yep. for hunting. I've never seen anything bad from before ever. And then they post That's that a questionable choice and people can make we're human beings we're gonna fucking make mistakes like mm-hmm. we have all we are all full of sin like that's why jesus died for us right like we are infallible we are going to all make something we're gonna make bad choices it's going to happen so like but we can be we can forgive people but like to put it out there get the commentary that you got and then to not redact it or not follow up or say like hey we've now learned something new that we didn't realize we posted this and by the way they didn't Nothing. 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 Just, nothing. Nothing. Just nothing. let it roll. Letting it roll. Letting it roll. Letting it roll. They covered it like, up with six more posts, seven more posts. Very dumb. That's like when you're a kid, yeah. you couldn't figure out how to delete your internet history. And you're like, shit, go to 10 different websites. So my mom doesn't see the search history. Like, like <laughs> no, no. You were on the porn finder again, weren't you? <laughs> I know what we'll do. We'll just post 10, 10 other things quick. Like, that's just not going to go away. It's there. You live in the discovery tab. You go to search, you're going to see that image like crazy. Because it's got a ton of engagement, and the and social media is going to serve it back up to more people. I don't know, um, and that that like you know starts to root in the hunt quietly stuff, and I'm not even sure I feel about those guys to be quite frank. Um, I have my own thoughts and opinions about that. I don't. I, I think I disagree with a lot of it, but I agree with some of it. It's a very complex feeling that I have about them. But the part that I might agree with is this specifically, like that probably didn't need to get posted. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just weird. Like, and so then you wrap social media around the ability to reach a lot of people, to get that fame, to get that notoriety, to sell big deer to collectors. Like what the, this is crazy shit, man. It's crazy. It's a different world. I don't, I don't live in that. I don't live in that world. I just don't. One of the cooler moments for me, and I might get, you know, shit for this is like, we'll bring your kids with you. But when I FaceTime my kids, because I was at deer camp, gun camp, not my kids are too young to bring the deer camp right now. Like I don't have my own cabin. I have my own land. We rent a Verbo with a bunch of dudes. When my kids are old enough, they'll probably come with and deer camp's going to change drastically. But for now, it's all the dudes and we go and we, we do deer camp. But I FaceTime my kids when I got that deer. I FaceTime my kids when I got the, the deer. On, I FaceTime my kids on all the deer because the, these two on the wall were solo bow hunts mm-hmm. and um, they're not with me for those. And it's been like this kind of cool way for me to bring them along a little bit. They know I'm out hunting. No dad's gone. Boom, I got one, and they are just jacked. So there's a video of my kids cheering, deer, 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 and it's this little A point here. It's right there. And that filled my heart. Like, you want to talk about why I do it? Sure shit wasn't the big antlers. <laughs> like, And the best part was that wasn't a gut shot. Like, like, not to say the big one here was a gut shot, but it happened to go through the gut, so it, yeah. it fucking ruined some of the meat, which was disgusting. And uh, this year tasted amazing. Imagine that. <laughs> so like, then my kids are eating the deer. They're like, is this the one you shot that you showed us, Dad? It sure is, guys. What do you think? They liked it. It's awesome. Yeah. My daughter, maybe not as much. She's one that, that rides me hard about getting a deer. and she, she likes the snack sticks. And she's like, well, this is steak. This is different. I'm like, well, yeah, this is the good stuff, honey. Yeah. Um, talk about why you, I know you, you know. I know you guys have heard it before from me, but like the whole antlers, the trophy, like, Greg's been up to the cabin before. My dad's mm-hmm. got a wall that faces the fireplace that's loaded with plaques of, you know, younger bucks. Yep. And he, there's there's a lot of them. There's a lot and of history there. 
and but that's what it is is like when i was a kid i knew every i still do like you can point that one and i'll say like 1986 bow and i know the story i know where he shot that thing i know the story of how he did it like i used to have them all memorized and like we would talk oh hey, is that the same spot you got that one there and like it wasn't about the trophy the antler selling it to, you know like these are small deer but still like it wasn't about that it was like the core memory what eric's mentioning like with your kids and like just like a family it was just a family thing and like that's what it still is and it's when i hunt in the northwoods my dad like i know derek you can sniff out the big ones and you some sort of uh you know sixth sense or find a big deer but like as far as i'm concerned there were no big deer in the northwoods now where we hunted not how we hunted we weren't as skilled or something. I don't know. We never saw, I never saw big ones. My dad never saw big ones. They weren't around in the Nicolay where we were hunting on public land. I don't know. So like you shoot what you shot because you're coming home with meat and you got to have a story and a memory. And like, I'll tell you, my dad shot, I think it was a doe. Um, and it was like, it was freezing cold, but gutting that deer was a way to warm up your hands. That was awesome. Hack. And then, you know, we're, we're who knows how far and in some logging road and you, you got to have four wheel drive to get to this spot. Like there's no way you're going to get through all that shit without it. And my dad has this little grill. He busts out, fires it up and we cook loins right there on the tailgate of the truck from the, the dough that he just got And you're eating loins on the tailgate of a truck in the middle of the Nicolay national forest. That's the awesome. Coming down, it's tickling your nose. Incredible experience. Now, when my dad said, I'm not going to shoot that thing. It ain't big enough. It's out of 150. There goes that memory out the window. It didn't happen. You know, that's what I mean. With the, you talk about experience. Like, that's that's the experience I'm chasing. Like, I'm not chasing all this other shit. I know we have a social media brand and page. And recently, I've been really excited and enthused to challenge myself to try to kill a big buck because because it has a level of challenge to it. Um, it's not necessarily the antlers. I, and to Basement Decorator's point, his whole name, Basement Decorator, we've decorated our basement. It looks pretty cool down here with some bucks on the walls. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not opposed to all this stuff. I think it's fantastic, and there's huge stories there. But I'll tell you what, deer months are fucking expensive. So, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm not going to kill any big bucks for the next couple of years because I can't afford it. <laughs> like, these are looking pretty good right here. There you go. Yep. Look at that checkered wall with all those plaques. Yep. Get the little ones. Get the little ones. The year like months Rick are said, a great way to go. just fine. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and there's some other comments coming through. Uh, <laughs> James. Tuned in from North Carolina. What's what's top today? I think he's figuring out pretty quick. But he said he can't stand with when uh, someone will kill a deer and celebrate for ten minutes while the deer's struggling, they're dying and suffering. I can't handle that. I, I had no. a deer with my my uh, car a long time ago, and I, I was right where a cop was taking radar. <laughs> and he, I pulled over. He got out of his car. He's like, "Oh man, that was fucking awesome. I just witnessed that whole thing." I'm like, "Well, maybe awesome for you to watch, but my truck's ruined, and now it's terrible, and the deer's suffering. Do you have a gun? Can you please go kill it? Like it's bothering me that it's still suffering right now." Oh, I don't know. I just cleaned my pistol. I, I'm not, not going to shoot with my pistol. I'm like, do you have another gun? Well, I can get my shotgun. Can you go get it, please? Can you go kill this thing right now? I'm really not okay with it struggling. Like, so he did. He went and got a shotgun instead and killed a deer right there. Um, I felt really good that it was finally done suffering. But anybody that's going to stand over a suffering deer is diabolical. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, if you're going to celebrate... That's ridiculous. Like, let it die. Let it die without it knowing you're there. It doesn't yep. need to know that you did it. Let it have its peace. Yes, exactly. What an episode to start the new year. Yeah. Cheers to that. Whew. The okayest boys are fired up. Don't let me take a three-week hiatus again. I'll come back all fired up. Just seeing all the shit going on in the hunting world, I'm like, we got to talk about all this stuff. I'm bothered by it. It's annoying. 
You're a purring kitty cat. You're not that fired up. No, but but like I I did want to come in swinging about our mission. I think we're I think we're changing the narrative in a small way. I think we're making some steps here. You know, I look back at that that Watt Al episode from two years ago. We're saying the same shit, but you got to say the same shit ten different times for it to start to stick. You know, people got to hear it eight different times for it to like resonate. Say it ten different ways, ten different times, and suddenly it's like, oh, oh, I heard those guys talking before, but oh, now I get it. Like they're not promoting shoot spikes. They're promoting like hunt your hunt, hunt for experiences, hunt for memories, hunt for, you know, camaraderie, like go hunting for all the right reasons, hunt for the challenge. If that's what you're into, like, but don't do it for the vanity metric shit. Don't do it for the vanity. Do it for yourself. And that, that, that most people do like, again, the bad, the bad egg will ruin the bunch and a couple bad eggs have emerged apparently. And it's going to ruin the bunch. That's it's a concern. Well, keep... it's just, the problem is that, you know, a lot of the ones saying that and shoot, only big ones that, you know, they're, they're making the most noise. So a lot of new hunters come in on social media. That's, it's what they see a lot of is like that kind of story and that kind of prerogative. So you're fighting a good mission, Eric. Yeah. I don't know. You become the big CEO of a company and you would never want to work at a restaurant again as a bus boy, or you drive a new fancy, I don't know, Denali. And you don't want to go back to the, the S10. The S10. You, you, you know, like people don't like going backwards in life. And so it, you shoot a A point, you want to get a 10. You shoot a 10, you want to get a 12. You get a 12, you want to get a 150. You want to get a 150, you got to get a 170. It's like people don't want to go backwards. I made a point to go backwards this year. It felt good because it reminded me that that's not why I'm doing it. It was, a, it was a big win for me. Like, you know what, Ego? Get in the fucking backseat. You're not driving. Like, not about you. So... I think that's important. It's hard to go backwards. Mentally, it's like a weird thing as us humans have. You get a promotion your job, you're not going to go back to that other thing. Like, well, you had this steak at a steakhouse. Well, I'm not going to eat at Culver's anymore. Or now they eat at Culver's, I'm not eating at McDonald's. Or like, you know what I mean? Like there's just constant like leveling ups that have, like people expect that you're always going to go up in life. I tell you what, what goes up must come down and big trees fall hard. Careful out there. Just remember why you're doing stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't mind shaking up my soapbox here. Is there some fun stuff we could talk about real quick to like ease the Hey, did you guys get anything good for Christmas? Any uh, <laughs> outdoor related stuff? The kids get anything? What'd you get? What's the Christmas? What did Santa bring? Well, one of the gifts showed up late because I wanted to have the house in order before it showed up, but Greg got to witness the release of them today. What did, what did, uh, what did Eric's kids get today, Greg? Rodents. And your daughter, by the way, refused to believe that those were rodents. Descendants of squirrels and rabbits. <sighs> However, they are in the same family. Uh, I was just nice and let her have her way and, and said, okay. And I got to know their names. It's uh, Ziva and Poppy. Viva and Poppy. Or Viva and Poppy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you got some, uh, some G-rats. We got two new guinea pigs today. So I feel like I'm the, the so I'm like the Melkor household. We gets a new seriously cat every week. in this house. Watch we have, out now. <laughs> we have a full line of a food chain going on. We have the rodents, we have the cats, and we have the dogs. That way, in case we ever like you know leave and drive off a cliff, singing on Doyle rules, like the animals will sustain. Yeah. <laughs> some will. Some circle won't. of life. Yeah, circle of life stuff. At going least on for over like here. in a little while. The cats will eat the guinea pigs. The dogs will eat the cats, and then it'll just be the dogs, and eventually they'll eat each other. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. There was that, and uh, built our daughter, my daughter, an art studio in the basement, which uh, there's paint That's everywhere. Sweet. Now, uh, Dane got a 
more music stuff. He's really into music. He got a keyboard, and uh, Santa got him an electric guitar. He's been jamming out. Sweet. He's four, so you can imagine how that sounds. Yeah. And, uh, the little guy, Jude, who's two, he, I don't even know what he got. He got a bunch of car stuff. He loves cars. Greg, what'd you get, buddy? Nothing. Are you going to go somewhere? I am. We uh, we decided to pull the trigger on a vacation. So You're not going to go to the trade show? I will not be at the trade show, everybody. Um, another year of going to Florida. Too bad for you guys. Yeah, you're going for the OKS Fisher. Yeah, know? yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, I'll be rolling GoPros, and uh, I'm going to try and take the kayak down there. But we did. We pulled the trigger on a, a little rental right on the on the Gulf. Mm-hmm. Um, came upon it reasonably. We weren't going to go at all, but this one was really reasonable, and it was available, so we took it. That's exciting. So, nice. Yeah, full week down there in Florida. Uh, it'll be nice. It will be nice. I- I can't wait for some uh, surf fishing pictures and a couple of yinlings in there. Yeah. Yes. Dark and Absolutely. tan, whatever it's called, black and black tan. Black and tan. Yes, sir. Derek, did you get another cat? We did. Got another cat. <laughs> Penny got a Penny got a kitten. Uh, his name is Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, he's actually uh, he's actually been a pretty good little addition to the family. So we got another cat. Uh, Gussie, uh, my son, who's six and a half, going on seven here. He uh, is really into monster trucks. We've got him an all-terrain, grave digger, remote-controlled car. Sweet. Goes in the water. It's got paddle tires. We haven't put it in the water yet, but we're excited to try. And then I got him uh, tickets for uh, him and I to go enjoy Monster Jam at cool. the Pfizer Forum when the monster trucks come. So that's pretty cool. That'll be awesome. Yeah, that'll be that'll be super exciting. Yeah. going to be jacked. That's awesome. No, definitely a lighter note. Thanks for switching up the the tone and the topic here. But um, then I got a thirty out six with the night scope for my poaching. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Joking. Another shining light. Joking. Mm-hmm. Night vision. <laughs> Even better. We got it when we're forty. Even better. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. Take it easy, other folks. We have a weird month. Um, uh, Greg's traveling a bunch for work. I'm traveling for work. I'm traveling for OKS Hunter. OKS Hunter is going to SHOT Show this year. That'll be cool. So um, we'll have a podcast I'm doing this Sunday with a guest that's going to happen to be passing through Wisconsin, Dan Matthews, with the uh, Nomadic Outdoorsman. He's one of the podcasters on the Sportsman's Empire Network. Um, him and I have been pals over the last couple of years through all the social media stuff. And um, finally, he's from Wisconsin. So I'm like, hey, man, anytime you're back home, like, let me know what's figure something out so he did so we're gonna get that done so that'll probably air one of the weeks that while we're gone or something like that is my guess to fill the can and uh i think with you know greg's traveling derek you got a lot of stuff going on uh we'll have, probably have matt pinch hit a little bit because he looks like greg anyways it's like the same person so <laughs> no one will know the difference <laughs> much he's younger and better looking and then turkey season's coming up, and Matt loves turkeys, so I think that'll oh, that'll yeah. work out nice for the uh, you know what's kind of around the corner here. Well, let's be honest, Matt likes everything to do with hunting and fishing as True. as I do, so mm-hmm. he'll be he'll do great. Yep, yeah, he's he's a good he's good company on the three D archery course too. He's a force to be reckoned with out there. He's a freaking sharpshooter with his bow. Yep, good guy. So is Derek though, I guess. I don't know. He yeah, pretty pretty dead. Dead eye Except on. for the, yeah, but I don't have the good guy part working for me. Oh, whatever. <laughs> you got the nice guy part. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, potato, well, potato. 
Well, uh, thanks for tuning in to our new year, <clears throat> not new us episode. Same old folks, different year, same shit, different day. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the live broadcast, thanks for the calls and the comments. We appreciate everybody. I'll turn off TikTok. And we got to stream to Instagram for the first time in a long time from the computer. So that was kind of neat. <laughs>